and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, we're down here in the studio learning lots. We're, uh, or I guess I'm training Mark on how to produce the podcast, how to shoot it, how to record it, how to distribute it. I'm learning a lot about myself and how to, I guess, be a teacher, be a leader, and, and, and try to guide this company to where I'd like it to go. So it's uh, it's good times here at High Button Sports. A lot of learnings happening and yeah, everything's going pretty well. And I hope that you guys are enjoying all the content that we're putting out. We're pushing even harder to create more content on a consistent basis. And uh, yeah, for your viewing pleasure, you can view it at your office or view it at your car at a red light or maybe don't look at your phone when you're driving but you know what i mean we want you guys to we want you to view our content so we're doing the best uh, the best we can to get that out to you so today on the high button podcast we have steph leblanc steph i shouldn't say steph stefan uh he's been in the league since 2010 in the nll he was actually the rookie of the year in the nll in 2010 in 2011 he was on the all pro second team he played from uh excuse me he played in toronto from 2010 to to 2018 then after playing in Toronto he moved on to New England for 2018 to 2020 which was last year obviously the 2020 season you know what I mean Uh, and he was recently picked up by the Halifax Thunderbirds uh, obviously here in Halifax he grew up in Dundas Ontario today's the actual NLL draft so he's here in Halifax kind of supporting the team and just being around the activities so it's early in the morning here in Halifax so we stopped by the studio just to jump on the podcast so people in Halifax can get to know him and uh, hear a little bit about his story. So we hope that you guys enjoy this podcast. I'm Justin. We are talking to Stefan. Also, Jordan Mills is going to be here from the Bird's Nest podcast. It's going to be a great episode. High button. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, Steph. We're going, man. We're going. How's life? It's good. Yeah? It's been been a good summer for sure, and... Uh, daughter started up school, so summer continues for me now that I got a little more free time. So maybe, that's good. <laughs> maybe you two have a lot more in common because he has a couple. You have two daughters, three, three daughters. So he's been three. looking after them too. And yeah. he said it's it it's, must be it's been different. You guys homeschooling? No, my my daughters are back in school. I only have one in school. I know, but this ended like in March. It started in March, didn't you? Have to yeah. like yeah, well yeah. Then we were doing the stuff, but now they're back in, yeah. in physical school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, the online stuffs absolute garbage too i mean it's like well i mean if you're an older kid it's not bad but yeah my daughter's four so to get her right. to actually sit in front of a laptop and like do a zoom call yeah. is like painstaking, <laughs> painstaking yeah and oh, uh yeah she was doing um the montessori school here on quinpool and they uh they don't allow them to have snacks or anything right they're like really diligent about it like if you're like sneaking a carrot they'll like call you out on it <laughs> And like what? my wife and I are just sitting there, like, just let her eat a carrot. <laughs> like what? she's gonna lose her mind. She's yelling at us, like from like outside of the screen. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, again, they're doing the best they can, I guess, with with the the situation. Yeah, the circumstances. It's I guess. it's been tough on parents for sure. Definitely. Well, I guess a, congratula- a congratulations is in order. Welcome to uh, to Halifax, the Scotiabank yeah. Center, Halifax Thunderbirds. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I you know. Or media, we sit up in the booth and we're pumped just to be somewhat part of the company yeah. or organization. And the fact that you're going to be on the floor chucking the ball in the net, that must be, a, you know, yeah. a, hell, a hell of an exciting opportunity for you here. No, yeah, I'm like really pumped. I mean, it's uh, honestly, I was probably one of the doubters uh, before the team got here as far as what the crowds would look like. Um, I just 
I mean, I'm you know new to the Maritimes, so maybe I just didn't know the su- the support, the rallying that was going to be behind the team. But no one did. I just no. thought with a yeah. college town, it's in the winter. You know, it's going to be tough to sell tickets. And yep. um, <laughs> man, watching those games, like I didn't get to go to a live game. We we had Halifax in New England. Yeah, yeah. And I just watching the game, and and they were all really exciting games. So I mean, I think it was like a perfect storm, right? You had these close, tight knit games where. Um, the excitement was like incredible, even for someone watching online. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just the perfect storm and it just kept building. And, you know, anybody you talk to that hasn't been to an NLL game, they go to their first one and they're actually automatically hooked. Well, right? it's, it's so funny. Like we talked about that so much last year during their, their start and they started six and oh too. So, I yeah. mean, that, that helped, oh, for sure. but, uh, we talked about it all the time. Like everyone who went for the first time was just hooked yeah. instantly and then that's how they were drawing a lot of their new fans and they they showed up in droves man in halifax it was like it was awesome to see it was, it was 9500 yeah. i think was the highest attendance something like that there like were over nine thousand. there so. were games in there where they had way more crowd than the mooseheads did at some point yep. well even though the mooseheads weren't the best this year but some of the best sporting event in halifax was the thunderbirds if not yeah. the best sporting event in halifax was the thunderbirds the for best this tenant year. last year yeah. of the yeah. social banks and like i remember sure. going and, and just you know i'd just be out and about talking to strangers and they've never seen a game of lacrosse before and they were just like wow i don't know what i watched but i like it you know they're like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know yeah. you know what happened but i absolutely loved it and it is an exciting sport like all three of us have, have played for a good period of time and we know the game we know how yeah. exciting it is but just to see random fans that never knew anything about it like it it's a recipe for something hopefully a good future it seems like yeah and i think they do have a pretty good recipe for it i mean it's again it's so similar to hockey and it has a you know a little bit of basketball into it and then we have the contact of it all and um and you know the guys are the guys go hard it's not it's not a it's it's got a sense of that football you know nfl once a week there's there's really no 82 game take a shift off it's you know, I'm I'm getting healthy scratch next week if I don't. And yeah. this yeah, league yeah, yeah. is awesome. I get to fly to every you know major city in in North America, and yep. uh, I want to keep that going, right? And that's that's the motivation for us. It's I mean, again, lacrosse players aren't getting paid <laughs> millions of dollars, no. right? But think of if you could fly out on Friday you know, go to Denver or go to Calgary or, you know, San go to Diego. Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, San Diego. And then, um, you know, play in front of 10, 12, 15,000 people, um, you know, and then hang out, you know, that 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 team bonding, which, like, really nobody gets. I mean, if you play men's league hockey, you probably get it sitting in the dressing room <laughs> having the pints after the game. But that's that's really your whole weekend, right? It's, yeah. Yep. There's nothing funner. And that, I think that's – you see that when you come to the games, right? You see that passion and, and um, just like everybody, just you just want to be a part of it. You want to stay a part of it. And yeah. that's, I mean, look at, I'm 10 years in, right? And yeah, I don't yeah. want to quit at any point because it's yeah. just so fun. Well, I wanted to say, uh, go, go, knock at the door. What the hell door, is buddy. that? Okay, you go. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> UPS guys Mid, here. Mid-podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the Thunderbirds. Uh, There's a Thunderbirds representative. <laughs> so, uh I was going to, you said, you mentioned 10 years in the league. Yeah. Um, talk about like going back to, I want to go back to the rookie season. Cause yeah. that was obviously, you know, you're from, from Ontario. What do you got there? I don't know. This, they Nothing for us. They said it was for Steph. 
Well, big things are happening. That's yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is how new I am on the team. They want me to they some dr- swag to wear so that I can represent a little bit. You want to put that on mid pod yeah. on the camera? Put that on. No, uh, I was <laughs> just saying, Belly. We were talking before he got here about uh, like his rookie season and oh yeah, Toronto. Yeah. So talk about that. I mean, rookie of the year, eighty-two points. I think if the I got it from Wikipedia, so take that with a grain of salt. But uh, <laughs> eighty-two points, your rookie season. You know, uh, that's got to be one of your fondest lacrosse memories. Rookie of the year, yeah. The, f- the first year was was definitely something special. I mean, second year as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just list it off: sixteen games played, thirty-six goals, forty-six assists for a total of eighty-two points. I just did that in my head. It's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> you no, did that in was, your head. It's right <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Again, I, I kind of came into the perfect storm. Um, you know, I was, I got, I got hired on as a graduate assistant down in Pennsylvania. So, um, what that was, I was part of the lacrosse team, uh, at Mercyhurst. And so I was still getting to go to practice six days a week. I was working out with the guys. So it was truly, you know, yeah, I had to do my graduate work and stuff like that on the side. That was kind of secondary. And then on the weekends I would drive up from Pennsylvania to Toronto and practice and and play games. So how long is that drive? um, it's about two hours to the ILA in, in Six Nations for practice, and then about three to Toronto. So, okay. yeah, I had 500k on my uh, my old Honda Accord there, so <laughs> it was uh, it did me well. But um, you know, it was it, we came into a situation too. So that was you know as far as personally training and being involved in lacrosse and having a stick in my hand, like I couldn't have been more on top of my game. Uh, and then I come into a team where you have Terry Sanderson, who's basically a legend in in indoor lacrosse uh and troy cordingly as the new coaches and there's about 10 of us that are all rookies on the team and to back us up we have you know you know bob watson who's in the hall of fame colin doyle who's in the hall of fame yeah and i get to play on colin doyle's side right and he's a guy that you know in high school i'd you know i'd have my flask and take the go train to toronto to go watch like that was he was the man right <laughs> yeah, they won him you know dominating. 10 championships in a row whatever it was right so um you know i come into this situation where i'm a little bit timid but i get to play with basically one of the greatest of all time yeah um and then i have on the on the right side i have a guy that i played with in junior um in garrett billings and, and we were pretty close friends and still are right so yeah. um it really was the perfect storm and those guys kind of all fed into it. And I mean, you, you rhymed off my stats. Garrett beat me by one point that year. So, and, and I still, I got the rookie of the year over him, but that's about all I got over him. Um, so yeah, it was a, kind of the perfect storm. It was super fun. Cause we were such a, we had the old, you know, stalwarts, but we also had 10 rookies. So like the after parties and the wanting to hang out with each other was, was so good because everybody was kind of in the same uh, stage in life so we, you know it was really fun and then the you know anybody that knows those two uh two guys troy and terry know that um it's it's a comedy show in, in itself just to be in the dressing room listening to them because their their philosophies are a little dated for, <laughs> for today's day and age but today's uh, i loved it so it was great that's well, awesome it's funny like you always hear the best teams that go on the runs and stuff like have the best chemistry in the room and have the most fun together. Yeah. So you just it's, you rhyme that off perfectly. And it seems like whenever we were coming up playing lacrosse, like 2010, 11, 12, whatever, 
it seemed like one of the best fan bases was always in Toronto because Toronto, the highlights were always shown on Sportsnet and TSN back in the day. They still might be. And it just seemed like the crowd was always packed and it was such a prestigious organization. The names that you just named off, some legends in the game. How was it going into, you know, the NLL for the first year being in an organization like that? Well, so they had just been bought by Jamie Dowick Mm -hmm. the year I got in there. So I kind of, Garrett and I kind of came in with Jamie. Um, so it changed ownerships. Um, I think they had, you know, they had their deals before that with Labatt Blue, and they mm-hmm. had about 15 owners kind of combined that were paying for everything. And you know, we all remember Kale Toe scoring in the the Garden as yeah, like, like the, winning the championship left. in in the Garden we'll with a second left. We're on the floor. Uh, oh, that, that yeah, game, one yeah, second yeah. left. Yeah. You know, that's that's <laughs> one of the the coolest lacrosse moments oh, ever, right? So he was my favorite um, player, like because of that moving forward, yeah. like when he was in Calgary and stuff. Just a just... bomb from the outside. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Uh, he could shoot. So I think he's coaching Vancouver now. So yeah, he uh, he'll be awesome. a good addition for them. Yeah, but uh, you know, with with Jamie coming in, he really kind of shook the boat. All new coaching staff. You know, they brought in a whole bunch of new people. So. Um, it really wasn't the teams of, of the past that had won all those championships, right? It was kind of starting from scratch and, um, you know, obviously having Terry Sanderson at the helm and, and the knowledge that he had and the experience within the league that he had, I think that uh, that really helped to get us really off to such a great start. And I think we had three, four years where we just had a great run, right? We were um, went to the finals the first year and then won it the second year. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, that's unreal. Yeah, who's the famous? Who's like the the number one person that you were pumped to run into in the Air Canada Center? From two hundred, you played for the Toronto two thousand ten all the way to two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, you meet anyone cool? That's a lot of run-ins. There's a lot of action in that building. Who was like <laughs> one guy you were just pumped to see there? Um, actually, you don't run in like it wasn't like you ran into a lot of Leafs or anything really? like that. Okay. Um. Like how close my, to the so rooms, my uncle like... played for the Leafs, so I've gotten to go what? in the alumni box a couple times and stuff like that. Who's your uncle? Uh, Wilf Paymont. So, okay. um, I got to meet some cool guys there. Daryl Sittler is is like probably the biggest name guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but even through work, I've gotten to see Shane Corson and Li Frady and a, a few of the guys on the Leafs, and I mean they're all legends, right? And, and again, the older guys for me are are the best guys to meet because I feel like they kind of understand what where lacrosse is right now right yeah. it's like yeah. they weren't making these multi-million dollar deals and had to kind of pay attention to their social media accounts to, yeah. you know because they were influencers and they had to you know chime in on political uh discussions it was more of like after practice boys everybody's going to have at least one beer at the pub like that's, yeah, yeah. that that, that was the packs. mentality right and if you kind of um you know that's kind of where we are right now. It's not uh, it's yeah. not elevated to that level. I mean, there are certain guys that are at that level, but um, for the most part, I would say ninety percent of the league, it's still kind of uh, a little more blue collared. Sick. Yeah. How was the game of lacrosse introduced to you? My dad. Um, again, like everybody, I mean, I started really early. I started. Uh, right around four four or five okay uh and uh actually both my parents didn't play lacrosse they were both baseball players and uh, you ever play baseball i never played baseball lacrosse only sport yeah 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 so well hockey too Uh, it's hockey in the winter my dad's like a hockey 
if he listens and I call him the psycho hockey dad, he'll probably be pissed. But that's, that's basically what he was. You know, coached me all the way up. Just edit that out, Mark. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No need. No need. He's, he's got tough skin. Yeah. Um, but it, he was just looking for something for me to do in the summers. And cool. uh, it's funny. Like, if you want to get good at a sport, like, you know, I always use the Crosby analogy. Like, if you watch those videos of him when he's, like, 13, you see how much he loves the game. And yeah. if you don't have that passion and and just enjoy it to that extent you'll never be a pro you'll never be as good as these guys that are um, making millions of dollars in different sports like you have to love it beyond anything else um, and so you know when I always I always joke with him about hockey and lacrosse it's like you get to that point where you're 18 and you got to make a choice and you know unfortunately I disappointed dad and I uh, chose lacrosse right the cross, yeah. it's just one of those things and uh and you know, and then I had cousins. Hey, listen, who you had, had, a, you had a decent like career, that. man. Yeah, yeah, I think you, you made the right well, choice. And, yeah, and, and yeah, exa- yeah, yes, it, it absolutely. Yeah, right? yeah. In hindsight, it's twenty twenty, but yeah, yeah it's uh, it's been a hell of a ride, right? It's been great, and I hope to keep it going. What's the one thing you think that makes you an elite player in the league? It's a lot of guys will say running, shooting, just knowing the game, being a step ahead of everyone. Everyone has like a different answer, but what's the one attribute you think that you know allows you to put the ball in the net and pass and get an assist? Again, I think it's it changes throughout the years, right? And adjust, you adapt. Yeah. And, you know, when I first came into the league, um, you know, I, I always think of it like when I was in university, uh, I went down to a division two school in North Carolina. There was like five or six Canadians in U S colleges playing lacrosse. You now it's at, like hundreds. At, yeah. You look at that right? number, really? you look at that number now. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. I could, I could name probably the five, six guys in, in U S colleges when I was there. And so that's crazy. The step up we kind of had coming out of that was huge, right? We came into the draft, and you're kind of with a bunch of guys that, you know, they're playing junior A ball, but they're only playing, you know, that 20 games throughout the summer. Yeah. Whereas I'm playing six days a week. I have fitness coach. I have all this, all these things with being at school. So I think that was my leg up coming into the the league. You know, you're just you're so fit. Your you know your athleticism's there. Um, and you're just able to use your body in ways that most Canadian players weren't able to play in, in, in that kind of era. Yeah. Now you see guys, you know, call it, and, and I always use it. I got to play for team Canada twice. Right? Did you? And I got to go to Prague in 2011. And then I got to play in 2015, um, in Syracuse for the world championships. And so the difference between those two world championship teams were night and day, the style of lacrosse, the body types, um, totally different uh, wow. lacrosse, right? And so I think that when I came in, I kind of had the style you see today. And so, and I think as I've gotten older, I've adapted more of the style I saw when I first came in. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Kind of using your head a little bit more, using kind of pick and rolls and slips. Whereas, you know, when you first came in, it was give me the ball and let me run through yeah, yeah, like yeah. a wall and then get Go. a shot on net. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, as far as attributes, I've always been a little bit more athletic than most guys. Yeah. And I think that's just you just run with that. And then you try to get, you know, as uh, astute to the game as possible. So that, that's been a big part of it, too. Um, All good, Mark? Oh, yeah. Where uh, I guess while well, we were talking before we started a little bit about, you know, you had some you had some success in, in New England, obviously, I think what 93 points in 2019 so that's uh playing with callum crawford there i'm sure you'll give him credit you seem you gave yeah. billings credit you've, uh, he's one of the best players in the in the world what was it like yeah. playing with him and being being out there with him most most shifts anyway offensive sets 
Oh, I always laugh. I mean, they're totally different players, right? Right. Um, yeah. Billings and, and, and Crawford. You mean Billings yeah. and Crawford? Yeah. And I, I always joke about Crawford. Like, I don't get ninety-three points without. without right. Crawford, I was right. I, yeah. You, he's yeah. he's one of those guys where you know you just try to be the guy that gives him the ball, and then you get yourself yeah. <laughs> get, <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> and yeah. then, well, I got my apple. again. It's it's <laughs> it's kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time, right? Because right. sometimes you find, um, you know, we lost to Buffalo. Um, in the playoffs that year, and and I thought when you look back at the game, there was too much of that. Give the ball to Croft and then just sit back and right, see okay. the spectacular. Like, yeah, like, key on that <laughs> easy. The guy should def- have been a wide receiver in the NFL. Like, like that's how athletic he is, right. and fast and big he is. Right, Belichick's recruiting. Um, in any yeah, defense, yeah, exactly. he's going to pick up on that. Like you know, yeah, just and that's what, well, Crawford. and that's what happened. Right, yeah. is is you got a defense in Buffalo who is big, strong, athletic, and and we just kind of stood around and watched him instead of helping him. And and I think that's kind of what the the sad part about losing the season this year is that we kind of started to figure out, okay, yeah. here's where he can be great and here's where we can support him and we can make the whole offense kind of flow a little bit better. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it sucks. I mean, we, again, you, the Thunderbirds had – one of the best records and, yeah. and new england was right there with them well so that's what i was gonna that say that was kind like, of the big uh, one two in the east you guys played yeah when you guys played each other in new england you guys ended up beating them but it was like it was a great game they show resiliency all year halifax yeah. did battling back but you guys were my pick to, to to win it all i mean it sucks how the season ended for everybody but now you you find yourself trying you know you're gonna fit into that halifax lineup so where like they're loaded like i mean their left side which you're a left shot so it's like jameson banesh jackson right like then you they've added you the right side this peterson kid or peterson peterson Peterson. we still don't know it's patterson but (laughs) i I could be actually i think it's an e Uh, anyway i don't want to because i probably got it wrong doesn't he run the top of the power yeah i mean he's a he does sometimes he's a stud they've got shanks uh keo on the right side and then yeah. The best defender in the game right now, Hosick, and then one of the best faceoff guys, Withers, arguably. So they're loaded. Where do you where do you fit in there? Do you think? I don't know. That's yeah. not a, that's <laughs> not a fair that's question. A million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And after I guess after name and all the names, it's not really fair to be like, oh, where do you fit in there? But you're gonna fit in great. I, I, do, think, I think I'm. A, I my body type is a lot different than the other, you know, three four guys you named on that left side. The left side, yeah. Uh, in watching a few games, you know, Cody can score some spectacular goals, oh, right? Man. He's he's probably the best. I mean, in my, I'm biased because he's around the same age and I grew up playing against him. He's probably my yeah. best, the best player in the world. Yeah, he's so and fun to watch. Jameson is unbelievable. I love his leadership ability. Yeah. Even when he doesn't have a goal in the game, no. you can just see he's the drive. Play, he's and, making a play to, or well, saying something on the yeah, bench. I feel or, like sometimes he's just sitting around and just being like, get it done, boys. I don't want to have to put you on my shoulders. And then I know. When, when you don't, he's just like, all right, give me the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just goes and scores. And even he's when he, does, even he, when he doesn't have the ball, it's incredible yeah, what he does. He's unbelievable. And yeah. so, you know, in watching a few of the games, I guess, my biggest thing for him is he did have to go through some double teams and some triple teams. Yeah, every once for in sure. A while. That highlight in um, Toronto, he scored a shorthanded yeah, goal. And three guys it, on him. So I, I'm hoping that I can create some space for him. I think that's Love kind of that. if, I, if I'm looking at where yeah. I would fit in with this team. It you know you got Benny who's oh, the yeah. best outside shooter. You got Cody who can do it all. You got Jackson who can go one on one. So how athletic, do you clear eh? space? You just yeah. you, you know you open guys up and and that's where you can use your body and you can you know 
use your game sense to, to do that. And then hopefully if I can chip in on a few goals here and there, yeah. then, then all the better. Did well, New England get a game in in Halifax this year? No. You didn't play they here? played no. in New England. And it was, what, 14-10, I think, for you guys, a final or something like that? Yeah. Anyway. I got crushed in the first quarter and tore my MCL, like, second shift of the game. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I should yeah. know that. No, it was... Uh, What's an MCL again? It's knee. In, inside knee your knee. Inside your knee? Inside, yeah. So, yeah, right now? Yeah, it was uh, It was partially, I think it was the grade two, so it's only, like, a month recovery. It's not... Oh, you're fine. It's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You yeah. walked up to the driveway yeah. fine. You didn't look like you well. Had it's a limp. funny. So yeah, if you see the way that the uh, yeah, you look at the way the benches work, um, you know guys are always coming in on one door, coming yeah. out the other, and so it was on a face off. I picked up the loose ball, turned around, and I guess one of the guys got off the bench from behind me, and then I looked to the middle of the floor to pass the ball, and the guy stepped onto the floor and just oh. I don't even know who it was, but yeah, it was. I mean, I don't even, I just, I, I'm not, I don't get mad about that. Like that's, yeah, I should have had my head up and looking where I was going. Right. Accidental but, play, like. um, but yeah, he, he definitely like leveled me. <laughs> it was good. It was ah. good hit. <laughs> Everyone's been leveled every now and yeah. then. So Gets I, going. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll hear about it first practice <laughs> who the guy was. Yeah. They'll bring it up to you. I, uh, well, I've name dropped all those Thunderbirds. I didn't even mention like the coach Akirzi, he's come yeah. on the show. Uh, it seems like the guys just love playing for him. And, and yeah. so I think that's a part of the recipe there. They seem like they love playing for, for him. Have you, have you met him and, and done all that I stuff? I played but, against him. That's how right, I'm right, getting right. Yeah. here. So okay. myself, but yeah, okay. I played against him. Uh, it would have been early in my career, the yeah. end of his career, but yeah, his, seems like an awesome guy. Yeah. Well, we I've had a few him, conversations a with him yeah. and then, uh, just following him on Instagram and stuff. He's obviously the uh, rising TikTok star. Yeah. He's, 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 oh, yeah. he's, he's daughters. dance moves with his daughter. So <laughs> yeah. he's, uh, he seems like he's pretty easy going. So that's great. I love yeah. a good, uh, I love a player coach in any sport, a coach that's yeah. played the game before. It's interesting how they don't, police the room they let you know maybe jameson just kind of ease things out if there's any drama yeah. or anything like that because a player just knows the game but he also knows outside of the game and how to make sure that everyone stays calm and focuses on it yeah it's uh, you don't I want mean, to coach in there I've, had, I've had both right have you? i mean uh you know when i started in the league john lovell was the offensive coach and he's a pure hockey guy right his son i think had a stint with uh, the hurricanes and he was uh he coached um Guelph Storm for for, okay. for a number of years there and OHL guy yeah OHL yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was uh, like every three four games he'd bring out your stats and he was like I think he was a math teacher by trade but he would he would kind of just level set like hey like see when you get ten shots on net you usually score three goals if you get seven you don't your percentage if you get drop. 12, yeah. if you get 12 you're maybe flogging it a bit so he always kind of and then you'd get that in your head right and it was just kind of little observations and little it's tough in this league right you're not playing you're not you're not with each other five six days a week right so film and those conversations become so important because you can do that when you're not together um so I, again as much as i don't think x's and o's wise john was one of the greatest guys out there he he could manage people really well and then he brought to the table what he thought he could bring to the table and that was kind of his stats so um you know not always the best x and o, x's and o's guys it's not usually you know you got to build the team and you got to have yeah. other other attributes that go along with it that's why you know not every player is great at coaching right i mean i've heard of guys uh, and I'll use like the Gretzky as a, as well, a yeah, coach for an example that. right their iq is so far beyond 
where other guys are and yeah. i always yeah. laugh so um mags who's who's on halifax was telling me this story about brody merrill one time i, I shouldn't tell it but brody's telling him <laughs> like, you well you just react right you just go and do this you just react and and he's kind of sitting there like i'm not brody merrill i don't i'm not a four-time all-american <laughs> i don't i don't have that instinct to just go do it you, know? yeah, you gotta yeah, know. tell me a little bit more right so I mean, I think uh, sometimes those guys that aren't the greatest are the best at explaining it. Right? Yeah, so. exactly. Guys say that about like Sidney Crosby and stuff too. Like he'll be on the bench, like saying, "Hey, like you just got to do this and this." And it's like, dude, I don't see it like you do. <laughs> oh, yeah, Whitney said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. spitting yeah. chicklets. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I don't see it like you do, dude. Like <laughs> no one does. That's yeah. yeah, you're the best. Exactly. Yeah, it is. You get. So I guess that's a good point. You get those like nerds that didn't that weren't that good, but know the X's and O's side of it. Yeah. Or can simplify it or but, communicate it. You know? Yeah, that, that's how you communication. Should, yeah. That's almost how you should have all the coaching staff. You should have a guy who knows how to manage. You should have a guy that knows the X's and O's, and you should have a guy maybe in between a little bit. Maybe because there's three coaches behind get the bench. Get a guy to fire the team up. You know what sure. I mean? Like get a, like a nice yeah. even balance. That's how you do it. Yep. Yeah. It looks like all three of us should be coaching the team. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Sure, you don't want to coach yeah, them. Bad oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, playing years against Billy D. Smith, I'm. I'm sure I know who the fire up guy is on that bench. Yeah. He seems like. Uh, so he's the defensive yeah, coach yeah. in Halifax. He, he wore the shiny tie. He's always holding Weather Stick, his face off stick. I noticed. Yeah. Like, because yeah. when Wiz comes off, he'll like hand him another stick or yeah. whatever. He seems like a wicked guy, but he would have been crazy to play against imagine he was uh defensive player of the year as well he won uh, at one point at one point he was the best best player in the league for sure yeah he was a frightening man but uh, (laughs) when you're on his team he's the biggest beauty in the world yeah and then when you play against him he he just yeah he wanted to make sure that (laughs) you were intimidated by him yeah Yeah. Um, Yeah, so what's uh what's the best road burn to play in nll for you i mean yeah Road barn, uh, situational, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, sure. I, so early in my career, we got to do a matinee on St. Patty's Day in Philly. Okay. And that was like probably my favorite trip of all time. Um, because they have the, the, this place. So if you look at Philly, it's like the hockey basketball rink, and then you have the football stadium and the baseball stadium all in the same, like the parking lot is the middle. Yeah. yeah, And then in the middle of the parking lot is this place called the Xfinity center. So it's like a giant bar in the middle with like branch off bars. So it's like the most insane place on earth. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we had a matinee game. We weren't leaving until the next morning. I think we had like a a 6am flight. It was brutally early in the morning to leave but yeah um you dealt with that it. was probably one of the more fun nights i've i've had in the 10 years i've been out here i used, yeah like there's some arenas that just look in the nll anyway that look kind of fun to put like uh, honestly it's new it, england looked like a new a england good was good yeah. some sometimes the smaller barns are more fun to play in. and and by small i mean you're still ten thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. people can sit in them yeah. but like compared Halifax to is considered small yeah it's know, considered yeah. a small but the atmosphere is incredible yeah. uh saskatoon uh, yeah i heard that's unreal is fifteen thousand, but for some reason they there's like laws that or rules i guess that like the big rinks in like calgary saddle dome like you can't just show up to like a flames game at five o'clock and start drinking beer and okay. like being okay. sit in the stands and watch it's like if it's a seven o'clock game, it opens an hour before. Oh, at really? Six, right? There's okay. rules against that. Saskatoon, for some reason, doesn't have those rules. <laughs> yeah. So the crowd is like ridiculous. Like they are 
uh, like by far the most ruthless fans I've been around. And like you get a penalty and like they're just all over you, uh. spilling beer on you. It's it, it's insane. And and I th- like I've been told the main reason is because they're letting people in. Yeah. So early to start getting beer know, sales, getting yeah. beers. Yeah. I yeah. watched a little yeah. little clip with uh, Mark Matthews. Obviously, he plays for them, and yeah. uh, who's just unreal. Yeah. But uh, he said that his their fans there are unbelievable like there's he said there's you know whatever it holds yeah. there fifteen thousand. he said there's seven thousand there for warm-up like yeah. just, pace they, said that too pace said it was yeah. his favorite place to play yeah. outside of philly just loved just going there just because the crowd was huge and it was like a huge uh well it's their only field. other than the cfl that's their their draw yeah right? and, you, yeah. and so. you see it when you go there um you know like i love the marketing and branding side of things yep. and Halifax could probably get to this point as well. You, and and I, th- I think it is getting there. You see a lot of Halifax Thunderbirds, things around the city. Yep. Um, Saskatoon's the same way. Like, you see the Rush everywhere. They have Tim's cards, the Rush Tim's cards. And so all of a sudden, right, it creates this buzz around the team. Whereas if when you're in Toronto... It's like yeah. people didn't like, oh, your season started? Like they yeah, had exactly. no idea. And it's like there's two million people here, but there's so much noise with the Raptors. There's so much noise with the Leafs. There's yeah. Jeez, everything else, everything, right? right? It's just like, okay, and I'm gonna go to, you know, Cirque du Soleil today instead yeah, of Toronto's such you know, a city. There's like just that. so yeah, much like, going on that yeah. it's hard to break through um to make any any kind of headway when you're in a city that big. Whereas these smaller kind of cities, it's Yes. You are the big thing. Right? Where's the Where's the lacrosse hub in Ontario? Orangeville isn't there? Isn't that like a lacrosse hub? Yeah, Orangeville? A, I mean, yeah, they've produced some good. There's good a, talent. There's quite a few. Like there's a few hubs it, though, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting if Toronto like moved outside of the city a little bit to maybe like a fifteen thousand seat arena, and I wonder how that well, I don't know what that would do. I no, mean, no yeah. good. I don't know. I would say ownership and stuff. There's probably deals to be made. I don't know. But every time I look on TV, it looks like the crowds are there in Toronto. Oh yeah, no? they draw. No, yeah, well, you played there. Yeah, fifty fifty. I would say, on average, probably nine, which okay. which but, isn't but in bad. 20, but you're playing in. Yeah, right, yeah. Play, I heard yeah. at one point he was saying it's it, it's like eighty thousand just to open the doors at the Air Canada Center, and and because you don't own the rink and stuff like that, you're pay, you're not making all the money on concession. You're not making parking, Ugh. so it's that's this is where you like you see with all pro sports your arena deal makes such a big difference, right? right? Um, that's the reason the rush moved from Edmonton, right? That just the arena deal didn't make sense when the new rink in Edmonton was built for them. Yeah. Um, and that barn in Saskatchewan is just it feels beautiful. perfect, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, you got to fly to Saskatchewan, but it's all right. In the dead of winter. Yeah. That video from uh, what War on the Floor when they're playing in the finals there, and you see the humidity in that rink. It was like I don't know yeah. when when would the finals be? August, September. It looked mm-hmm. hot in there. It'd be July. July, July. Yeah. and like you could almost see the humidity in the rink from yeah. that actual game, and everyone remembers that video. War on the floor. Yeah, everyone. I'm pretty sure that video sold me on the cross. It's my favorite. Like our yeah. gym teacher just put press plays. Like whoever wants to play, sign up. Yeah, here it is. Thinker. It's not exactly like that anymore. I know, but back yeah. in the day when we were, I don't even know how. When when did lacrosse start around here? Oh, I mean, it's been around. That was I mean, great. It's four. had such like I can get into the the rise and fall of Nova Scotian lacrosse if you want, but we've. I mean, it's always been around. Like you know, my dad played here. Like you know, uh, but then when we were growing up, it was kind of like if you played, like you're the only one who really knew about it. Your teammates were like your buddies, but no one else really played. And yeah. then it's, it's come like, I mean, it's come a long way. Kudos to the Thunderbirds, but other things too. It's it's been getting to a point where. Before the Thunderbirds were here, we've had guys like Alex Pace, like Jordy McKenna, guys who have all been on 
the the podcast who have left here and made careers going to play elsewhere. Yeah. So we 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 weren't like that when we were playing. Definitely it was not. Like it was it, like we were good and stuff. But if we went to like Orangeville, like Jordy or Pacer does now, like we get smoked. But now they've learned. You know, we've come a long way. I guess. It's, I remember watching a game of lacrosse when I was like ten when I was out in British Columbia living there and they were playing like in a basketball court. And I was like, what's that? I don't want to like, my dad was like, do you want to play this? I'm like, no, I'm good. I like hockey. And then when it got introduced by Wayne Fink in Halifax and like put a stick in my hand and then what was, what was the selling pitch? He was like, if you don't want to go out for recess or lunch, you can come to the gym and play lacrosse. And I was like a hundred percent, I'll just go to the gym and play lacrosse. And that's kind of how it all started. There was like 20 guys in the gym that one year. And then that 20, those 20 people, ended up playing at Spry Field, and then a league started, and the next yeah. thing you know, they're in Bantam. The next thing you know, they're in Midget Junior, and then it, it just kind of exploded across Nova oh, yeah. Scotia. Yeah, we, I mean... It was a cool thing. As far as, like, Atlantic Canada, our province is, is far and away the, the best, and then you, even Quebec, like, we... we yeah. We beat those two. Yeah, yeah, right? So, we, like, Ontario, obviously, that's where you, you get into it. Huge. Quebec, nothing really, but Nova Scotia's, you know, the best in Atlantic for sure. What were people saying Eastern around Canada? The sorry, what were people saying in the NLL when um, the Thunderbirds were coming to Halifax? Was anyone was like, Ugh. was there any like speculation, like, yeah, that might not work? Or was there people like, oh, that's gonna work? Like, what was the rumor mill within the NLL? Do you know? Well, he said he was. A, yeah, he I, a well, I lived here, so that I was probably spreading the rumors. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you he was like, yeah, it's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, I mean. Again, that's I didn't I don't get paid to to make those decisions yeah, for a reason, like, obviously. But <laughs> um, no, it's good. I mean, I I I think people, two thousand three, I think they had the world championships here. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it, I mean, three? and, and yeah. is it three? No, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. World there. Yeah, oh, I was there right. as well. Yeah, world Mark's our stack guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was there. Yep. S- Canada, England semifinal. I was there at that game. <laughs> were you? Yeah. A funny story, just real quick. It was the same day. Um, Ottawa and Buffalo were playing in the Eastern Conference final deciding game, and like maybe like a bunch of people because you yeah, have all those TVs around there. They were watching for the mic that game. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to see. Yeah, I guess Ottawa do well. So. No, I remember <laughs> that the orange seats were still the orange seats were still in the Metro Center. I think I it was 07. That. Yeah, you're right. It was 2007, but it was Canada and Iroquois final and. Uh, Jeff Zwicky, Zwicky, yeah. he scored the OT winner or the, the like go ahead goal late. So yeah. I remember that. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. No, I just yeah. I, I think it's you know they they've been trying of, to introduce yeah. it to the to the you know the maritime provinces at least since then. And um, anybody that comes out here, I mean, you look at World Juniors, like I I mean, you mentioned the Spit and Chicklets, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, they Whitney talk about, talks about this being such a great place, yeah, and they, then, they love Halifax. Uh, I mean, everybody that comes here loves it. So yeah, uh, I, I guess it's it's just one of those things where yeah, it's been perfect. It's been the perfect storm, and yeah, um, hopefully we can get back to it once you know COVID clears up and, right. and we can get some um, some people in the stands. Yeah, we well we loved it. Me and Belly like just going. We'd get there a little bit early and like. The first few games, remember, Belly, we'd be like, oh, man, like, I think this is going to be the game where there's, like, no one here, you know? Yeah. Like, right? Like, yeah, this is going to be it. Like, it was yeah. the game before Christmas, like, right before it was a little, like, died down. But people, like, obviously are doing stuff. It's always like that, yeah. Right, yeah, Christmas parties, all the rest of it. And, like, we were like, oh, this is going to be the game where it, you know, kind of dies down. But, man, it just, every game, it just kept showing well, up. Well, the reason and, like, for that, like, I always found that first quarter, not that many people were yeah, there. But then second could, quarter. It was packed. Just packed. It, it yeah. just came in. I know. So we had that issue in Toronto too, and I think it was uh, like the because you're not getting tickets in advance, you just assume you can get 
Yeah. Dump right. them at the door. So yeah. Will Call gets extremely packed. Hammered. Yeah, and I know yeah, my yeah. like I would always leave tickets for my family, but they'd still have to go through Will Call to pick up the tickets. Yeah. And they'd be like, I don't know, we missed the whole first quarter. You gotta get there <laughs> like three like, PM. Did you to score today? I was like, I had a hat trick in the first <laughs> ten minutes of the game. They're like, Oh, we weren't even in the ring till like halfway through. Well, you through. did nothing since yeah. then. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed Jack Astor. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the thing about Halifax. The bar scene's huge. So when yeah. you do go to the Thunderbirds games, like the restaurants yeah. around are packed. Yeah, that yeah. Midtown Lounge is... Well, like, bo- Midtown Boomers is every, crazy before the Every time we talk to a restaurant about, like, advertising for the podcast, they would always ask, like, what's your relationship with the Thunderbirds? Like, are you guys yeah. in there? Because they all want all those people to be at their restaurants right before the games. Yep. And they are, like, for really sure. close there. There's, it, it's packed. Yep. Especially sure. with that university crowd. If you have, like, a beer... If you have beer sales, you know, like, four bucks a beer at a bar with that within walking distance of the Scotiabank Center, you're going to get kids in there. Oh, especially yeah. if tickets are around 20, 25 bucks on a Saturday. Yeah. It is... It's set up perfect. Oh. Like, the city is, I'm so, like, if the population was bigger, it'd be set up for like an NHL team because everything oh, yeah. is so, where the rink is located, I mean, parking would be a disaster, yeah. but where the rink is located is so central to the city that so you can literally walk. You could, I mean, you could walk to Alexander Keats from the rink. It's only going to take you 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not that it's far. That, like, yeah. It's not going to take you that long. Yeah. Another example is the, the Halifax Wanderers. Their field is two minutes above from Dirty Nellie's. Everyone just gets hammered at Dirty Nellie's, then they walk up to the field, and then they'll have five, 6,000 people out there, and it's packed. Same thing. First year, two years ago was their first year. Great attendance. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I was talking to uh, someone told me they had the most beer sales at the game out of the what's the league called? PL CPL? CPL. Yeah. They had the most beer sales in the whole CPL that first year. <laughs> what does that say? I believe it. It'd I be interesting it. to see the Thunderbird sales on oh, beer. Oh man, yeah. yeah. They're way more wild than the Moosehead games for sure. Like the Thunderbirds atmosphere is I tell this to anyone, it's it's way better than than uh because there's the music that's kinda like the NOL tries to do that, right? Interactive and, and mm. gets you going, but it's a, it's a fan experience for sure. Well, let's let's ask you this question. Outside of you know us as a fan, we get to drink beer. I guess we don't get to drink beer because I mean we could, we could, yeah, yeah. but like it wouldn't look great in the media. Yeah, box. but our favorite thing is <laughs> you know, we, we, we get the free pizza. We get well, to yeah, watch we're good you guys. With that. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the NLL being a player? Uh, I think the rinks. I think growing up being a hockey guy, getting to go into some of these NHL rinks is incredible. Yeah, you, you know, and you're behind it. the scenes too, right? You're down below. Uh, you know, it's not, I mean, you're not meeting people and I'm not going into the dressing rooms of like the Leafs or anybody like that, but just the pictures on the wall, the history of the place, you know, you, you're warming up, you look up and it's, you know, the, the retired jerseys, like, it's big time, right? It's yeah, that's what it sure. feels like, and so, um, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like that quiet time after shoot around where you just get to look around the rink. That's that's for me. That's that's the best, right? That's where you kind of sit there and you're like, this is, you, I'm in a cool spot right now. Yeah, it's but, good that you can appreciate it. Some guys I feel maybe take it a little bit for granted, but it's good to sit back and just be like. I'm here. I'm in the best lacrosse league in the world. Ten years later. Ten years later. <laughs> still, still, still there. Running, hey, that's yeah. a, that's still a, still a uh, definitely a contributing player for yeah. sure. What's, like, your, what's, not, what's your pregame ritual? Full day or just in? No, at let's the let's rink. go full day. Like, what time are you waking up? You having coffee at the rink? It depends. It de- what it depends because travel for us is is crazy, yeah. right? It can be. It's, I mean, that's one of the reasons when I was traded to New England as soon as I moved out here, basically. Yeah. 
um, and New England goes to Boston. It's like one of the only flights, and I'm sure you guys, anybody listening to the podcast knows, no. like there's not a lot of U.S. Uh, destinations from the Maritimes yeah. as yeah. far as flights are concerned. So well, let's Boston, go like home game, favorite like home game routine. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're getting there the night before, uh, you're usually – some teams will practice the night before yep. or you'll be doing a team meal or something along those lines. Um, we'll wake up uh, fairly early. I mean, you want to get out of bed and you want to get moving around. Uh, I'm Obviously, I brought coffees today. I'm, I'm caffe- yeah, I appreciate always, that. Always caffeinated. Always caffeinated. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll probably do film uh, again in the morning and then we'll have our shoot around. So that'll be kind of your morning was kind of taken up by that. You're usually done around... 11 maybe depends on if home team away team depends on what time you actually get uh, get the floor um from there you get lunch uh what's for lunch it's changed over the years i used to my early in my career love chicken parm and i do it all the time and i mean i laugh at those sonic commercials i don't know if you guys have seen them with doug gilmore and uh they're kind of what you guys don't carb load and, and it's, it's kind of funny to me right it's um because yeah i was i was big into that and lately i kind of moved over and i do kind of a salmon and a oh, rice yeah. or something like that uh something a little bit lighter uh and, and then I mean, I'm a sleeper, so I'll, I'll go right into the wrapper and I'll, I'll crash for a couple yeah. hours. And then uh, I'd like to be very early to the rink. I'm probably one of the first guys to the rink. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Preparation. Yeah, again, and then it just gets you out of bed too, right? Yeah. You don't want to take too long of a nap and then you're kind of sluggish a bit, sluggish and droggy and, <laughs> and all that. And, I mean, um, my clothes are always wrinkled like crazy so i got to spend a couple couple of minutes with the iron and i loved i used to you know garrett and i billings in earlier in my career were always roommates and he'd always throw a shirt at me and tell me to iron it for him and he'd have rocky four playing in the background uh, and it, it was all good but it uh yeah so we'll do that get to the rink um you know it's probably have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a banana or something like that something into your stomach and I mean water you're drinking water all day long yeah, anyway yeah. but uh yeah. but yeah and then i'll just kind of slowly mosey about and get my stuff on and roll out and just start prepping as far as uh, that i don't have any kind of hardcore put your left shoe on before your right shoe nothing like that but make sure the stick's dialed and you know we, I, I had a kind of this discussion with a rookie this year on my team about you know he never shot any balls before the game and what? he just kind of warm up and I mean, and he, you know, he's got a cannon, so there's nothing you can one. really complain about it. But I'm like, I'm a volume guy. Like, yeah, I'm shooting yeah. as many balls as I possibly can, and sure. maybe I'm tiring myself out. I don't know. But that's kind of – I make sure as dialed in as possible. And especially with this league and as you get older, you don't have your stick in your hands, you know, every single day, yeah. right? Whereas a younger guy, you probably are. Brought it to school. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? All, all yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, so – for me, yeah, once that weekend hits, it's like I, I don't want to leave my stick. I want to make sure that I'm as, as ready to go and as dialed in as possible so that when the game starts, I'm ready. I love getting a little sweat in before the game. Oh, you know, drip, you, you, need, yeah. you need a little. Yeah. Now, you know what I also love about lacrosse? The first couple shifts, I almost want to get hit. Yeah. I almost want someone to hit me, not smoke me, but just I gotta feel, I gotta feel yeah. someone, you know, I gotta, I gotta if, feel contact. If you contact. watch me in warm up during our five on five, I'll, I'll let the defender to yeah. throw a few cross checks on me. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because I want to make sure there's no holes in my equipment. Say, what, what all happened? of a sudden, 
Wait, oh, this is. I don't know what that's. I I worked out this morning and then all of a sudden I had this. Oh, I thought I thought you were playing, playing around. Yeah, no, no. he took a slap. Uh, before this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, just taking a couple whacks and it's like lacrosse when you get cross checked or slashed, like it's a pounding on your body too, right? So your body does uh, have to adjust a little bit to that. Yeah. That you know that hossack hits you yeah right if you're not prepped for that you're going flying he's gonna you Such know a, the guy's yeah. a farm animal he's like he truck. will pick you up and throw you out of the ring so yeah you have to be kind of your body has to be prepared to absorb that kind of punishment especially on offense right you're basically just getting hit all game long so yeah. um i like to get myself ready for that and um it's always er, tougher early in the season because you don't have those kind of calluses built up, yeah. right? It's like uh, I just played on Sunday with a bunch of guys around here um, in Dartmouth, and, like, you take a slash on the wrist, and I'm, like, dying, like, as yeah. if I got shot. And I'm going, <laughs> you know, mid-season, you could take a bat to my arm, and it just wouldn't even affect me because I'm just so used to getting right, hit, right? right? So, um, yeah, it's funny. It's You just you get ready for it. What I laugh about that when I when I at work I everybody knows that you as the lacrosse guy right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in season it's like I, it's middle of summer I'd wear like long sleeves and stuff I'm like why are you wearing long sleeves I'm like well I don't want you to not put your kid in lacrosse because yeah. you see how black my <laughs> arms are <laughs> like they really don't hurt that bad but they look bad yeah um <laughs> you you mentioned your stick I'm, like I'm a gear guy what, yeah. what's your what's your setup. Belly won't even know. He mentioned taking a stick to school. It's probably that one over there. He's had the same stick for yeah. like. I've had the same stick. That, that one. I'm not talking the one on the wall. That one right there. Yeah. What? Uh, I'm, the, I'm the I'm the wrong guy for that kind of stuff too. I I use a command too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to use Under Armour. Really? Or String King, I think you. In the NLL. Use in the NLL Warrior. Really? I think there's I, a few different guys are using Gate now. though. I know guys in Halifax are using to, Gate. You have sure. to be sponsored, I okay. guess, but it might right, be cool. something along those lines. When right we on. started, it was Reebok sponsored the whole league. Uh, okay. All the gear you had to wear Sticks, from head to toe yeah, was, uh, was Reebok. So um, it's kind of changed over the years, and I'm, I kind of use the free stuff that they give us. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, it's probably one of the more fun things about the league is I always talk about, like, you guys have Christmas on, you know, on Christmas Day. I have it in, in November when I start training camp, and all of a sudden I get a brand-new bag of, like, head-to-toe lacrosse yeah. stuff, and I'm just like, this is sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you want to be around me because then all my old stuff gets yeah. tossed yeah. out. Yeah, the gifts. Here's well, some free what, stuff. But What did they give you? Open this up. I want to see what they gave you. It's um, probably a golf shirt for – I'm going to oh, the yeah. uh, tonight to the event, so they probably want me to represent. Yeah, it's just golf shirt. Char- yeah. How many is there in there? Char- well, Char- okay. so Charlie messaged me and he's like, I want you guys to take a photo with your polos. <laughs> so I guess it's only you. So I guess I'm just taking a well, photo of you. You got you gotta grab the, the photo of him for the pod. <laughs> What's that? You're getting the photo of him for the podcast. Is he you're gonna get him to- No, he, I don't Yeah, anyway. I don't I'll, I'll read the text later. Um Yeah, the stick thing. Do you uh you string your own? Or guys no. someone does it for you? No, I'm brutal. Yeah. Uh I can string, but yeah, yeah. I don't like my own yeah, yeah. work. Uh, I feel like a lot of guys have some have a guy, like or they do it themselves, or they just have one guy that they're yeah, like. Yeah, it's like, nice. See, like every everybody can tweak their own. I feel yeah. like at this level, it's yeah. but to to string it. I, I was just listening to uh, another podcast. Uh, I think it's called TFL or something like that. It's a lacrosse podcast, and they they're talking about Gary Gate, and yeah. he would he would string his stick on the way to the games every <laughs> single game. And Ooh. he got Ooh. in the habit of doing it. And and then he's like, 
after like 10 minutes of them talking about it, he's like, and it's traditional. Like, yeah, he was doing, he was doing <laughs> like, the leathers. He was literally like, doing the like the leathers. And then like, like the strings through, yeah. you know, traditional pockets like, like Luke Parker like Luke has Parker, and, yeah. and like guys yeah. like that. Yeah. Really? So he, and Luke does all that stuff himself too, but I don't think on the way to games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the leathers running through and then the strings across. So before every game. Before every game for like an entire season. Jesus. Which is insane. And just to get it dialed enough to play with is just insane. a different level. I and can, the same with the Casey Powell I heard yeah. would, uh, he would pick up uh, pick up some random player stick, throw a couple times. I'm going to use this for the game. Now these guys use that yeah. Evo warp or whatever. There's uh, no, yeah, they the just warp, pick it up yeah. and it's ready to go. Like yeah. they're not all the same. But. No, 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 yeah. There's <laughs> definitely it, different. Like yeah, yeah. The, the captain for like Philly. I, forget, I keep forgetting his name. Calmatis. No, who gave me the stick? I don't know. Well, Pace got it for you. I know, but his name's on the. the, the I think the, the captain for Philly gave me. Do you want to grab it? Man? Yeah, I think you LeBlanc just, just gave the, you the name though. What is it, Kale Matisse? Yeah, it's embarrassing that I don't know. That's my fault. Don't don't worry about it. If you're gonna hit the wire, you got it. <laughs> got and there goes the ball. All right, everyone, calm down. <laughs> Let me see it. Oh, watch this good good yeah. radio here. Yeah, Matisse. Yeah, this is his stick. I got it from him. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's pretty nice, right? What do you think about is that? Is that your? Is that your? No, not my style. That's not your style. Well, you like a shallow pocket. I, 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 that's not. How many terrible. shooters do you use? I got three. You got there. three? Yeah. Four and four. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. How we got that, Alex Pace was a rookie Loose, this year for Philly. Stick. And he had to carry Matisse's extra stick around because he's a rookie. And COVID happened, so everyone just kind of went home all of a sudden. But Pace forgot he still had Matisse's yeah. stick. So one day we're out shooting around with Pace out in like a court around here. And he has it. I'm like, this is whose stick is this? And he goes, oh, it's Matisse's stick. Like, I just had it because I'm a rookie. And I start using it. I'm like, man, this stick's unreal. Like, can you message him and ask if I can buy it off him? So he's just like, yeah, sure, I'll message him. So he DM'd him. And he's like, you know, hey, my buddy wants your stick. He'll buy it off you. And then he replied to Pace. He's like, well, is he a good guy? Do you know him? And Pace is like, yeah, he's a good guy, whatever. And he's like, all right, just give it to him. So I just got it for free. <laughs> so next time Philly comes to Halifax, I'm going to have to get him a bottle of wine or something. Yeah, take him, I don't know, get him a dinner or something. Yeah. Oh, keg. Yeah, Man, maybe not. That's a little McDonald's. pricey for us. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Remember, we get them free, right? It's not- oh, yeah. <laughs> free, dude. See, just I'm, the- sure, I'm sure he's okay with not having to- his stick yeah. back. Yeah. Chumps like us were like, oh, that's a $1,000 stick. Holy yeah. smokes. thousand bucks, yeah. To him, it's yeah. like, hey, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. If you if you got a $1,000 lacrosse stick, you no. should be. I don't even know what a lacrosse stick. No, how much is probably, that? The What's- head's probably 95 The shaft's probably 150 And then the mesh is probably like 20 Yeah. That's a nice bottle of wine. Still close to 200 bucks. Yeah, oh, for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nowhere near these like hockey prices now. For st- I mean, yeah, if you, you know had what, it, I hopefully guess it, it is his gamer, and hopefully he can't get a new <laughs> one dialed. Like that's that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> if he's making pace yeah. carried around, it's all. You know hopefully, not that. what is it, Epic or whatever? Hopefully, they just yeah. stop making that, and yeah. he just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's on the agenda for? I guess is has the NLL announced the season? So, what's going on? Well, tonight's the draft. Yeah. So yeah. that's the big news right now. Um, last I heard, there was kind of three start dates: kind of January first, February, March. Just it, it really is going to depend on COVID for us. I mean, unlike these other leagues that have huge TV deals, we're really dependent on on fans coming to the game, right? So yeah. if you can't have that, if they can't have fans coming, well, and then the crossing of the border. Yeah. And, yeah. We're and, talking about that before you got here. Um, you know, I mean, I can't, my daughter's in school. I can't not see her for six months or put her in quarantine every time I want to go to a game. Right. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully we can get a vaccine soon because it's, uh, you know, it'd be nice to get back to everyday life. 
for sure. You Definitely. beat that rock into the ground all day. Yeah. Just getting back to regular life. Yeah. I can't well, imagine. Well, again, and it's one of those things where I think we'll learn from it. And I mean, I think the Maritimes and especially here, we, we were pretty strict, right? And I was kind of telling other people, I'm like, <laughs> we couldn't even, I, I lived up in Spryfield. I, I'm in St. Margaret's Bay now, but I was living up in Spryfield and, um, Right by the rink, actually. There's oh, yeah. kind of uh, Governor's Brook. Governor's Brook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my house backed on all those biking trails. I don't okay. Know if you guys seen those, but. That goes back a ways past the rink there it's now. unreal, yeah, right? It's yeah. like one of the best walks or bikes you can do in, in Halifax, in okay. my books, right? And uh, and so I'd look out on that every single day for Jerry's first, like, two months of COVID, and you weren't allowed to go on walks back there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, this is brutal. It's like, can't like even go I got my kids stuck at home with me, and, oh, and I can't even go on the trails to, like, go see a pond or whatever it was, oh. right? So, um, but yeah, worth worth going to check out if you're in the area. That, that place is, uh, it's a great walk, and um, it's pretty rough terrain, so it's it's pretty fun to kind of go up and down the rocks. Too. I was gonna say you shouldn't tell that on the podcast. Too many people might hear and then yeah. go. And you yeah, kind of want to keep lose your spot, man. Yeah. It's, everyone's gonna go there. We should yeah. get belly film belly running it. You know, yeah. a little content piece, get you some some reps in. I know that's the thing about content right now. It's like all we can do is podcast and like maybe go mic up a couple people a little behind the button but like we can't be in the rinks we can't go, do like anything content wise yeah. we can film some golf yeah but it's content's very limited right now yeah no, so, I, for sure. so we appreciate it dude for uh giving us some content thanks for coming on man yeah no yeah. worries thanks for having me so you're going to the draft party today i am i'm gonna go to the draft party what? uh 7 30 i believe they want us at uh niche niche lounge niche lounge so good spot man Cheap yeah drinks that's a bad uh, google review uh didn't yeah. do justice. Did you read it? No, I didn't. No. I've just been there a There's couple a of times. Google it's not, it's I mean, got a ba- it's got a it's a review about a uh, racist oh. uh, server. So Jeez. yeah, I'm sure the guy's been let or girl's been let go at this point. I would but that, that's about the internet, right? Nothing goes away. So it's no, uh, you just get, yeah, you got that's canceled. like the first thing <laughs> I saw when I Googled it, and I was like, oh, this owner must just be losing his mind oh, or her mind, sucks. right? It sucks so bad, and it's one person's mistake. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully and they get a rep and it's like yeah well, hey, exactly like, and, and again sucks, the, i'll kind of preface like take that with a grain of salt right yeah i yeah, mean yeah. that person's probably let go or, yeah. or reprimanded in some form or fashion like this this is a you know it's a beautiful place so it, it hopefully uh we can get a good crowd tonight and yeah. have yeah. a few drinks and and hopefully pick up some prospects that talent uh, yeah we're picking really late good. though eh? like the third the 11th uh, yeah, we're picking like one of the later picks. picks yeah, maybe we got In a the shot. first round anyway. Maybe picking. we got a shot this year, Millsy. Yeah, yeah. I d- I, you know what? Did, did you enter? Brett Draper did. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I t- you tweeted. You retweeted my tweet. I think uh, so. A kid from. Oh here. yeah. We interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's, he plays for Orangeville and he, yeah. he played. I know Draper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, that's awesome, man. Yeah, he entered him. the draft, so you know. Draper, if you're listening, buddy, congrats. Well, I shouldn't say congrats yet, but good luck uh, on everything. Yeah, it's just the beginning for that He'll kid. Get and, uh, He'll yeah. get picked up. He's a good player. He's a yeah. He's yeah. Definitely wants it. He's athletic enough. So, awesome. good luck, buddy. All right, Steph, man. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate. Yeah. The, I appreciate it. Last minute of the podcast is yours. So, if you want to thank anyone, floor is yours. No, thank you guys. Thanks to uh, the Thunderbirds organization, and I, you know, hopefully we can get back to uh, the new norm and and uh, have a really good season. I think we we kind of left off the inaugural season on a good foot. So. Yep. Uh, unfinished business i think is the yeah the un- unfinished business to yeah. now so um no it's gonna be great I, I i really think uh once we get going we're gonna have a really good team so it'll be fun to watch uh we'll be there lots of fights lots of hits 
We'll be there. Lots of goals. Them. Hopefully, if they let the media peasants in like us, Belly. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, we'll be there. All right, everyone listening. You guys could pay for tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, you got to be listening here for tickets. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, stay safe. Have fun. Good luck to all, I guess, the Halifax Thunderbirds organization in the draft today. Good luck to Draper. And uh, that's it. i got nothing else to say. Have fun. We're out. Peace. Peace out.